Donkey Kong Jr. Math. Learning is fun when you make a game of it. It's probably pretty weird that you guys haven't heard the and welcome to nostalgia yet, but we actually managed to be incredibly relevant for once. Out of sheer luck. It it really was like a happenstance thing, but as you guys know, we're kind of wrapping up the Donkey Kong series here with Donkey Kong Jr. Math, and Nintendo today actually just announced that Donkey Kong Arcade Archives is coming to Nintendo Switch that's he, pretty crazy. It's probably because of all the buzz Donkey Kong's been getting from the nostalgia episode. Yeah, I, I saw like there was a massive campaign on Twitter to get that Cement Factory uh, level <laughs> finally playable. People were like, "I want that! I want that!" Hashtag Cement Us. Wow, that you just came up with that right now. That's really uh, good, Sean. Get very, that get that trending. We got to get you into like Washington D.C. or something. Run some campaigns. Oh. Or, or you know, Nintendo of America runs some campaigns over there. Will do. So it's E3, and they're announcing, like, a ton of stuff. And obviously, like, you know, you guys know we love Smash, so we're super excited about that. But that's not what we're here to talk about. I just briefly wanted to talk about this Donkey Kong Arcade Archives thing, because I think it's really cool, even if it's not necessarily the NES version of the game, because it's never been available before. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing that, like, this is the first time that we're seeing a lot of the um, original portions of the game that were cut out of the NES or just home console version of this game, like the uh, um, like the uh, stacking of the Donkey Kongs to measure your progress and right, all that and stuff. Right, the, and uh, the how high can you get is actually in there. <laughs> and interestingly enough, in the, sorry, for the for this release, you get the original version, which has all like the crazy bugs. You get the Japanese release version, which is like, I guess, like a less than stable version than the international release was. And the international release, which is, of course, what we all know is Donkey Kong when you got like, you know, there's a kill screen coming up and like <laughs> Billy Mitchell and that other guy. Like, that's what we think about. So interestingly enough, in the Japanese version, it's how high can you try, not how high can you get. And we thought that when we saw that, it was just them censoring themselves for the for the modern era. But no, I guess that's just how it was. One other interesting tidbit that came up during this uh, reveal was they actually brought in one of the guys who has been working at Nintendo of America for 36 years now. It's like he's just been there through it all. He's probably seen every single Nintendo game get released. And he was talking about how they had never even seen their landlord Mario before they named the character Mario. They hadn't seen him. They hadn't oh. seen him. They just they just thought so, it was so funny. What, they were like, they just, it was just a funny name. To yeah, them, they, they they needed a name. They didn't like Donkey Kong um, as the title of the game, but they also needed a name for the character. And Nintendo suggested, well, would you like to call it Jumpman? And they were like, no, um, you know, like let's think about our options. How about our landlord that we haven't seen ever? His name's Mario, and this guy's got a mustache. So it's kind of weird to think that they made the. Italian plumber lore from Mario, Nintendo wow. of America. Just out of a joke because <laughs> we've never seen our, our landlord. <laughs> yeah. What, what, did that have? Did that tie into him being a plumber? No, 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 no. Uh, I'm just saying, like, you yeah. have the whole, like, Italian came up persona. Yeah. You know, They were just like, being racist is all. Right. But, <laughs> yeah, because he's got a mustache and uh, Italians have mustaches. Now Sean has a mustache, too, but you guys can't see it. You can if, hear it. You though. can kind of hear it, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so one other cool thing, the besides that tidfi- tidbit about um, – the Mario name, he also revealed that Pauline got her name because that was his girlfriend at the time. 
That was, that was the landlord's girlfriend? No, no, no. The, the dude <laughs> of Nintendo of America, the dude of Nintendo America who, like, was providing all these facts about Donkey Kong at the E3 Nintendo Treehouse showing was like, yeah, and we needed a name for the girl, so I just said Pauline because that was my girlfriend. Wow. So, like, huh. that's sort of like the regrettable tattoo of Nintendo. Huh? I just feel like we never knew this before. I've never <laughs> seen this in a document, and I just feel like that's crazy that we just did a whole retrospective on Donkey Kong, and then immediately following, like, two weeks later, we learn all this new information. I love it. So the game lets you do all kinds of crazy stuff, too. Like, you can uh, pretty much do, like, save states, change all different kinds of display settings, even display the game vertically, which I think is cool. And it even has an online leaderboard, which... Uh, you know, I'm sure I, I would never like even get boards. close to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, would, I think I can't even get a hundred thousand on this game, and I think like the high score right now is like a million two hundred thousand or something like that. So forget about it. Anyway, just wanted to provide you guys with this info, and uh, let's get back to Donkey, Donkey Kong, Kong Junior Math. I'll see you guys at the end of the episode. And welcome to Nostalgia, a chronological <laughs> exploration of every NES game released in North America. That means Donkey Kong Junior Math. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. And today, we're going to get educational. Very, uh, very educational. Uh-oh. Sean, I detect um, a sigh in your voice. I don't think there's any way for you to think that about me. <laughs> Sounds to me like I'm detecting uh, that someone didn't enjoy Donkey Kong Jr. math. You know, Mike, I didn't. I didn't enjoy it. It's uh, You want to talk about that? I, I guess so. Um... This is the laziest game we've played so far. Wow. Then Stack Up? Stack Up was a, I mean, I, but they were, they were. No, I'm going to cut you off right there, Sean. I know <laughs> what you're going to say, and I'm going to add it for you. Stack Up is a game, okay? It's a game that's based on an honor system, but it's still a game, and they did design no. something around it. Yeah. Donkey Kong Jr. Math is just doing math. <laughs> While also moving around your analog stick. There's no enemies in the way. There's no, like, uh, you know, like, oh, they got to figure out how to do this. There's no uh, there's no way to do, like, for the bigger puzzles. Okay, so let's just, let's do it. Let's go all in. What is the objective of the game? Donkey Dude. Kong decides that he has to teach Donkey Kong Jr. how to do math. And so he raises up a number, and then you have to climb the vines where it's labeled out 1 through 9, select your number, and then pick addition, subtraction, multiplication, or division. And you have to get to that sum that he's you holding. Have, yeah, and then you have to do it all over again. Crazy part is, is he's that... He's got a that, clone. What? Yeah, he's got a clone, too. Of Donkey. There's another <laughs> Donkey Kong Jr. which, regardless, like if you're playing the one-player mode or the two-player mode, it's two-player mode. Mm -hmm. You'll always see the other player, just they don't move. It's just you solving the things. There are no points. And your catatonic brother. There are no scores. No way to know if you're doing a good job or not. And the crazy part is, is that in game A, there's things like get to 77. Okay, not that bad. No. In game B... Get to neg negative 762. Using just the digits between 1 and 9. Yes, yeah. Um, can you use 0? I don't think you can use 0. I don't think zero you can use 0. Because zero. you can't do 10. Right. So, yeah, it's um, it's just frustrating a lot. It, like, it's, it's not that it's frustrating. It's just boring. I, I have to think of it like this, okay? At the time of this game, calculators... Were, exist. They were expensive, <laughs> but they exist <laughs> too. You know, like 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 Casio made yeah. calculators that were probably pretty dang good. Yeah. 
You could push the buttons on the calculator and get to numbers faster. You could spell out boobies on your on your calculator, and that's a game. You know, here, what do you do? You it takes so long. It's so tedious. It's almost like if you had two. If you were a rich kid in '86, you should have had two CRTs, one running stack up, and one running <laughs> and one running your math, and see who solves the puzzle first. Rob or the Dougie Young Jr. math puzzle because it takes so long mm-hmm. to put your inputs in that I can't imagine that Nintendo couldn't have figured out a better way to program a calculator into an NES game. Well, okay. Here's where I think there might be I think there might be some extra depth to this. If you are playing against somebody, I don't know who would agree to play this game with you, but if somebody <laughs> if that person existed, um it's not that, like, you. there are two sides of the stage. One is, like, supposedly for one person, one is for the other. But it's not always, it's not always one through nine that's listed on each side. Yeah, you do have to go over to the other you side. Sometimes you have to go to the other side. So you can be fighting over a certain number, or you can be fighting over even an operation. So maybe it's not like, it's not that it's trying to make a calculator in the game. It's trying to gamify the calculator. But you say combat as if there is some awesome combat. I didn't say you, combat. I thought you said combat. I, uh, I, it, but you are fighting against them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying yeah, to find, yeah. like, right. but, it, it, but it's But there's not no fun. element. It's yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Like, it's just like, oh, it's, uh, I'm better at pushing the left D-bad button. Like, yeah. It's it's rough. It's, it's rough here, and and the only uh, those modes to me are garbage. Game A and Game B. The only one that's cool is the one where you like pick your um, like you pick which kind of puzzle you want. So it'll tell you like, hey, this is gonna be a two digit thing multiplied by a two digit yeah. thing, you know. And then you have to go and like climb the ropes to generate the numbers, uh-huh. which is. Very backwards, like another thing that like you don't need to do. Just grab a calculator and do it. But uh, you could just also just go up the key to get the answer. I thought that was pretty neat as like a way to like you can climb up the vines. It's it's Dungeon Junior for those that don't know. It is it is just another program. It looks like a mod for yeah Dung for Dungeon Junior, but it but it is actually just like the arcade port of Dungeon Junior and then modified to uh, to play so it like is just a mod. Math. yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like you can find the assets for Mario in Dungeon Junior Math. Even though he's not in the game. Even though he's not in the game. Wow. You just have him there. So this is, it was lazy. They, <laughs> yeah, it was It was pretty dang lazy, but this was like a thing that Nintendo must have wanted to do because um, they it's a black box game. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of like, you know, they're now like pretty sought after these black box games. And it is the only one of the black box games, so if you think like, uh, Duck Hunt and Wild Gunman and Hogan's Alley, those are in the Zapper category. Yeah. Uh, and they have like a nice little Zapper logo on the front. This is the only game on the Black Box series that's part of the Education series. Series. For series. One game series. One game. They never, they must have planned to make others, but they, Dungeon Junior Math sold terribly <laughs> and they abandoned it. Well, it's, it's, it, it is seems now, like. It's now rare. People, people who people who are collectors want that black box just for the sake of just for the sake of it, game. and that's like crazy to me. Do not do that unless you're <laughs> unless you're a like a video game preservation person. Like, don't collect bad video games. <laughs> like, you know, who are you trying to impress? Sally, she's not impressed. 
Well, I mean, Sally could also be a collector. Well, then she'd probably be pretty dang impressed because that black box is rare. But what's crazy is, as rare as the NES game is, this game found life on the virtual console. You serious right they, now? No, I'm not saying life in the sense that like it found a new audience. No, I'm but saying like they Nint- made it for Nintendo it. Nintendo sold it for $5 on the Wii and Wii U. You can play Dung Young Jr. Math on a Wii U for 5 bucks. Who was tricked into buying that? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I feel, I feel know bad. How I, many I mean, people like, could have bought that? If that was like your version of the tech demo... And then, like, you know, like, hey, I just want to see what the junior math's all about. Is it essential? Well, you should have waited for us to make this episode. <laughs> we would have told you if it was essential. But if you spend $5 on it. That's your own fault. Yeah. Uh, you have a very cool calculator <laughs> on your uh, on your Wii U with starring Donkey Kong Jr. I mean, uh, do you have anything else to say about this game? Well, one thing I just want to say is that you you could say, like, oh, but it's an education game, Mike. Right? It's just teaching kids how to do math. It's not a video game, right? Look, we've had, there have been good educational games. Have you heard of Carmen San Diego? Yeah. Have you heard of the Oregon Trail? <laughs> Oregon Trail came out in 1971. <laughs> and think of everything that it does. Like, that's, a, that's, that's the pinnacle of education games. I think if you're even going to make, like, it, they didn't have to make it a math game. Like, it could have been a cool educational game that you were doing more complex tasks than just adding numbers and subtracting and all that. Like, there could have been... It could have been something with as much depth as Oregon Trail that it even has math in it of, like, oh, I should save this amount of money for... In right. case I get dysentery. But, yeah. like... But a little no. more depth would yeah. have been nice. Yeah. This is just add numbers together or multiply them or whatever you got to do to get that number. This end. is just a, like, we need something that says that we're not just for fun. That we That, that a parent would buy this game saying, like... You can have an NES, but you better be doing your homework on yeah, it. Yeah, like like you love Donkey Kong. Well, get a little Donkey Kong Junior and his math. math. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, all right, we'll get this for Toby. Toby. Um, that's it though. That's it. That's it for me. Uh, let's let's just dive right into that essential games list. It's time for the essential games list, but this time it's a little funky, right, Sean? Yeah. <laughs> funky because of Funky Kong, which wouldn't show up until uh, Donkey Kong Country. Jesus. So that's not, and also very weird in the Donkey Kong Country TV show, which, since we can't get enough of these Donkey Kong TV shows, we've been talking yeah, about them. Yeah. But the reason why it's funky is because Joe's here now. Surprise! <laughs> wow. Uh, and so we recorded this at a different time because, funny enough, when we did the essential games list the first time, Joe had a completely different opinion than us. Yeah, it was really, it was very strange to to learn, and we kind of ripped it apart at the time. <laughs> and I think we just need to like, we need to slow need, it down. I need to we understand. Need, we need to open now our that minds. I, now that I know how different your opinion was, I, I do want to explain my opinion. I'm down for um, that. So this is my essential vote, but I but I will say this is going to be a lot longer than a regular essential vote because I want to yeah, explain. Well, then, yeah, don't even think truth. of it like an essential vote. Just walk us through like the alternative opinion right, of Dougie so, Hung Junior Math. Well, I, so I had expected this game to be terrible because it has the word math in it, and when I played it, I was kind of surprised that it was pretty fun. It wasn't. It wasn't amazing, but it was way more fun than I thought it was going to be. So I will confess, first off, I only played modes A and B. You did? You just didn't see the other mode? I or? somehow just missed the other mode completely. Okay. Okay. That's, but you showed me a yeah, screenshot like, of it. To me, like that's, the, that's yeah. the truest mode, I guess, of this game. <laughs> so, so from what you guys have told me a little bit about your opinions, I'm guessing you only played one player. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
So, and I know there are like a lot of games where I'm like, oh, it's better to play two player because it's more fun with another person. But I think that this game only works as a two player game. I didn't even know it was a one player game until you told me that. And I was honestly, when you told me that, I doubted it. I looked it up and, I was, and they do say it's a one player game. But let me just like illustrate what I saw for the listeners. So when you first turn it on, there's two Donkey Kong Jr. sprites. Mm-hmm. One on the left, one on the right. There's well, that's two... his crazy clone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's two scores at the top. There's a win column. And when you when you win, your sprite goes to the win column and the other sprite visibly like loses. Like the Donkey Kong Jr. death animation. Right, right. So it didn't even occur to me that this could be a one-player game. And when, you look, when I look in the manual, it says, oh, this could be played as one-player or two-player. But I really feels like they like threw in one player afterwards because with one player it doesn't work there's no opponent yeah i mean i i think i would have loved to have one player be almost like the donkey kong junior platforming levels but you had to collect the math symbols that way to solve the answer or something like something something more interesting and platformy than just going up and down these vines with all the numbers stacked like a number yeah and it would still like it would still be in line with like the reason why this game exists of just we're re- reusing Donkey Kong Jr. assets. Right. You can still use, a, you can still create a viable single player game. In fact, way. since it was like a glorified ROM hack yeah. of Donkey Kong Jr., it's kind of interesting that they didn't choose to include yeah. the other levels right. and stuff. So so I will say that I agree with you that the, that the one player mode is not a game. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, playing one player is like if, if you were to play Street Fighter on two player. <laughs> Would just not plug in the second controller. Or have no way to, that's exactly what you cannot lose. Yeah. Um, the only way the only way to end this game in one player is to win or to quit. Like so, homework. Exactly. Though. Like homework. Yeah. Right. So when playing a friend of the game, I think it stops being just about like just oh just see if you can build this math problem. And instead, it becomes like try and make the problem faster than your friend while stealing numbers from them, making them completely reroute their strategy. Honestly, what made it interesting to me was that it was a two-player game that made me think in a way that no other two-player game has ever made me think. Ever. Ever. In any in, game in the history of video games. Yes. Okay. I because love it. The let, hype, let is, me the walk hype is unreal. So I, I am overhyping it to, <laughs> to counter the other opinions. But I, yeah, I didn't... I, honestly, this might not be a popular opinion, but all four Donkey Kong games wasn't crazy about any of them. I think they're all kind of... There's not much to any of them. I know they were probably something in their time, but... But let me give you an example of a game, and I'm I'm making up these numbers, but because I don't remember the exact numbers of, sure, of sure. this match. But so let's say the goal was to get 16. So I see two fives right near me, so I I'm running over to those uh, five plus five, and I'm going to grab the plus six. But I see that my opponent is going for two times eight, and he's me, already got the two. Let me just interrupt you real quick. It helps, listener, if you close your eyes right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so my opponent's already got the two in the multiplication, so I jump in and steal the eight from him. So now I have to change my strategy. I have to find a minus two, which is on his side of the board. So then he steals it from me. And now I got to switch my strategy again. But now he also has to switch his strategy. It's all about like predicting but, what your opponent is going to do. And and I'm not refuting that, Joe. I think what I'm asking is, was that actually fun, or was it just a way to make it more competitive than just collecting the numbers on your own? I thought it was fun. Okay, I really did. That's what I'm just and to me, after, that doesn't sound like fun. But after I'm just I saying. texted you my my opinion, and you said that you guys both had a very different opinion, I played it again uh, with my sister, just to just to play it again to see if I had a different opinion. And later that night, my sister, who didn't know anything about this, just randomly was like. Hey, do you want to play that math game again? I swear to you. <laughs> so, so I was like, it's not just me. But then 
you know, later on, you start getting into like when you start realizing that your opponent and you are like can predict each other's problems, you start going like, oh, maybe I'll just focus on stealing stealing their numbers until I go way over to a number I can divide to it. You start thinking of mm. like crazy strategies like that. New meta. So yeah, that's that's why I thought it was I was I, I was very high on this game because of, of one, how bad I thought it was gonna be, and in contrast to that, how it was actually I don't want to say it was great, but it was actually I thought it was fun. Yeah. So I'm ready for Dunk Young Junior Math the esports league. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I will say this. The the perspective of the two player makes sense to me. I just I, the problem I'm having is I'm not convinced that it's actually fun because I hated like yeah trying to come up with those numbers and going over and longer and stuff like that. Like yeah. like I get that it it is challenging with the introduction of a second player and it would be challenging with the introduction of two extra players too. You know, like like the more players, the right. more madness. But I don't. I still don't think that the idea of like adding and subtracting and multiplying and stuff like that is fun. Well, like, I think that's that... also why I'm open to playing this game with you. I right. would like to figure out. Like, I, I want to taste the magic. Right. I was gonna say you guys should try and play each other just to see that. Like, I think Sean wants to play you, the, you specifically. Well, that's fine too. I, I, I'll play you. Sure, you hooked you, your sister I'll, on this game, so anything's I'll, I'll possible. Play, I'll play you both, but I but I do notice that you two get competitive with each other sometimes. <laughs> that's true. So that's true. I want to see if like if that competition because it really does. Part of it too feels more competitive than all other games because I'm like. Shit, like, if I lose this, that means they're better at math than me. And it makes me feel like, shit, like, I really am on the edge of my seat. That's what kids used to do in 1986. They were challenging their teachers to Donkey Kong Jr. math. And, of course, it doesn't actually mean one person's better at math because it also has to do with which side of the board you're on and the route you take and you steal numbers from the other person and whatnot. Spatial awareness and all that. So, Joe, all this said... Where do you, uh, you know, where do you fall on this essential games list? Okay, so when I, you won't hear it on the podcast, but when I said my original thing, the first thing I said was, "This is absolutely not essential." I wanted to get that out of the way because I knew it was going to sound like I'm really high on it. Uh, it's not essential. It's an okay game. It's just way more okay, in my opinion, than you guys <laughs> seem to think, which is why it seems like I'm really talking it up. If there's anything I'll take back, it's that this game is worse than Stack Up. This game is now better than I think that. Was even my I biggest, was, yeah. yeah. That was my even biggest thing. I was thing a little that, uh, yeah. taken aback by that. It was just, I don't know. It's the idea of homework and video right. games should never be together. Right. But <laughs> but if you, not to keep harping on this, but if you just forget about it for a second that it's math, like, it's a fun game. I mean, even if I mean, even if it was just you have to steal certain colors of things, but you're stealing them from each other, that's kind of a fun idea. And then when you add the math, it kind of adds another level of it. And I'm only saying this to be funny, but if you forget the idea that you're in school and pretend like you're at the mall, school is a lot better. You know, it's like I'm just uh, just throwing it no, out. No, no, I'm like saying I'm saying that if you forget that it's math, no, I know it's that okay, there is a game component to it. Yes. Makes it better. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I do know I didn't know at the time, but I do know now. That this game has been reviewed terribly, yeah. and I think that I think that there's merit in that because there are, I mean, really, there are what five modes of math game. There are there's yeah. there's, there's three two, modes. No, oh, right. there's three modes. Yeah, three yeah, modes. But, but like, you count the difference between single yeah. and, right. and multiplayer. Right, single yeah. player, mm-hmm. multiplayer. There's five modes. Yeah. Um. So single player in mode A, single player mode B. I don't know about mode C. I'm assuming it's not great. Um, it's just it's last year just calculated right so mm-hmm. mode single player mode a single player mode b and mode c are not good multiplayer mode a multiplayer mode b are okay so okay. i can understand why it gets bad reviews i just couldn't get behind also 
it being compared to Stack Up, which actually isn't a game. <laughs> Very good point. Uh, so Joe is a no, but a pretty positive no. Mm-hmm. Sean. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, I hear you, Joe, and I, am, I think the actual, like, the, the, the bulk of this podcast before the Essential Games list is just us trashing this game uh, for, for several minutes. Um, but... Again, I'm willing to play either one of you in this game. I wanna, I wanna have fun with this game, but you cannot release a game, call it a, a single player mode, and have it just be the multiplayer game against a a lifeless opponent. I agree. <laughs> like that is not fun. This you're you're just playing a calculator with with the with the messed up uh, array of numbers um, without it. So yeah, it's not essential. All right, and I'm a no. And I'll leave it at that. Uh, I don't really think that anything else can be said. Uh, obviously, I'm just disappointed in the game, but that doesn't factor into my essential games list vote. My essential games list vote is just because, like, your TI-84 is more fun than this. Yeah. You know, like, like that's essential math games. <laughs> yeah, I think you can play Grand Theft Auto on those things. <laughs> And that's all the time we have for this episode of Nostalgia. Join us next time for Mario Brothers, and be sure to play it yourself if you can. For more Nostalgia, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen, and be sure to check out NostalgiaCast.com. That's N-E-S-T-A-L-G-I-A-Cast.com. There you'll find links to the show and show notes, as well as our other platforms, such as Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Thank you so much for your support of Nostalgia. We thank you for spending time with us. I'm Michael Esposito. You can find me on at Esposito Film on Twitter, and I'll talk to you soon.